Whoa. Hello. Hi. Hello. It's us. <laughs> <laughs> It's the sisterhood. It's We're the sisterhood. here. The sisters. It's the sisterhood welcoming you to the first ever podcast. Ever. Ba -ba -ba -bum. The Holy Shit Podcast. <laughs> Yeah. so shall we introduce ourselves? Jumping. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I'm Valen Marie. Is there, do you want to say anything else about Yeah, yourself? should I say more? Yeah, I Yeah. feel like a little intro of vibes, like whatever Okay, you want. totally, Just totally. introduce your sun, moon, and rising. Oh, that's nice. Oh, That that's is, beautiful. See, that is beautiful. yes, guys, we totally pre-plan and are very thoughtful about our podcast. <laughs> Um, I'm Valen Marie. Um, mm -hmm. I use she and they pronouns. My son is Scorpio. My moon is Scorpio. And my rising is Aries. Um, and I'm a, an, I'm an artist, a writer, a director. I also practice tarot daily and... I'm just a lover of friendship and connection and mulling over the c
I was sort of in the process of, of moving. I was, I, we all started together in Chicago and then I was the first to move to Los Angeles and then later Valen. And now Isabel is in Chicago still. We'll see though. And I, holding on the fort, holding on the fort right in there in the center. And Valen gifted me these amazing, I guess, Oracle cards. What would you call them, Valen? I don't know. I yeah, I guess oracle cards is the best way to put them. I just kind of drew on basically a regular deck of cards. Yeah. Use these like gel crayon things and made my own kind of set of I don't even know how many there are. It wasn't even like Yes. Uh, and they just kind of be perfect. Yeah. And was a lot of like the work that we do together and a lot of the healing things that we've done. So I just had to pull a little card as we begin from Valen's deck. And so Valen got the self-trust card, which is a beautiful purple card with um, this heart. And I think it's two hands, would you say? Yeah, I think that's what I was going for. Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> and then for Isabel, I pulled this beautiful blue, bright blue joy card with spirals and birds and then for myself I pulled this community card which has all these little people with hearts all around them holding hands which I do feel like is very apt for me at this particular moment I feel like I'm getting back into my real community centered vibes so and it's orange it's beautiful yeah. to open yeah. those mm -hmm. are such good cards for like an inaugural that feels right Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we love them. I what I was going to say, Abby, before I interrupted you. Oh, yes. On the Scorpio, on the Scorpio thing. Of course. Like the tie-in with, with Belle is really cool because, well, Taurus obviously is the sister sign. Um, but also we both have our uh chart ruler in mm -hmm. we have Mars in Virgo. And that's uh, Bell's Rising. So yeah. I, I just feel like there's some, that's a cool kind of connection also. Yeah. Maybe I didn't even realize that. Oh my God. Guys, we're so compatible. No, we're, so compatible. We're, so, we're so perfect. We're very fixed. But other than that. Yeah, very fixed. We are <laughs> eldest daughters after all. After all. The way that we could have just titled this the eldest daughters podcast because there's have. there's so much there mm -hmm. yes maybe we will maybe it'll change who knows yeah, maybe someday there is in fact an eldest daughter card in in that deck there is in fact an eldest daughter card it's an amazing one and it it means it means so much all the time yeah here it is it's like a pink eldest daughter energy with all of these like little energy Beep boop bobs all around. Eldest daughter energy. We've got it. Look no further. Here we are. <laughs> and for context on the nosebleed, because I mentioned it, I just literally the minute I was about to hop on this chat, my nose started bleeding profusely and it still kind of is bleeding. So I think that's an interesting energy to start our podcast on. I don't get nosebleeds often too. So this was very kind of random no that's like that's literally the definition of divine timing like no no I'm not sure what it means yet no. but it definitely no. means something that's actually our guiding question today <laughs> yeah. just kidding we don't have a guiding question 
I feel like that phrase is like a perfect way to define this group is like, I don't know what it means, but it, it means something. There's something here. I feel like is constantly a thought we're circling around. Mm-hmm. There's something here. Yeah. And I guess, so we just had our, our, the full moon in Leo. That was kind of what we were, we were thinking about gathering on the full moon in Leo, but it's actually a couple of days after. But I'm curious how, I guess, yeah, we can just start chatting. I'm curious about how it's all sitting with you. What's, I don't know, what's going on, girlies, squirrelies? I mean, we've been like chatting about this a little bit outside, but a lot of that inner child Leo stuff coming up personally and like collectively with other people I know um lots of the people that I love who like are not necessarily like tracking the astrology transits or like looking at things from this perspective um and I feel like I personally am doing some inner child work in terms of or I guess the full moon really illuminated for me like how this sounds weird but like just how young my mm. like pure I'm saying pure with like quotations around it because there's a lot to unpack with the word pure but um the like truest essence of my inner child is and I think that relates to being an eldest daughter um like the age at which your inner child stops feeling necessarily like a child um but yeah just sort of like looking at that and also just feeling into what it means to try to have fun like a kid I think that so much of like when we talk about inner child healing like there's so much wonderful advice it's like connect with your inner child and do what they would do for fun and like blah 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 but I think that there's a barrier sometimes in um almost like allowing the self the adult self to have fun Mm. or even like tap into necessarily like I think it's just not as immediate as like do the things that were fun when you were a child um at least for me but that and that's so like full moon opposing Pluto and Aquarius being like oh well it's gonna take a little time to like dig through all of these Mm -hmm. systems um yeah so just like noticing that that is like coming up a lot and um yeah but it's mostly been like kind of internal for me um yeah what are you guys feeling and experiencing yeah the the inner child stuff definitely resonates I feel like from a different uh, angle of well not not that different angle I feel like I, I had this experience this weekend and um the day of the full moon of allowing myself to finally 
I would, I mean, this is eldest daughter stuff too, and also just like things about my personality in general, but I've just spent the first 25 years of my life working so hard, prioritizing like work and being responsible and kind of denying my like more playful, sensual desires to from coming out. And I feel like I had a very fun, beautiful weekend with my friend Naomi, shout out. Um, where I literally told her like as we were out like I feel like now I like really want to allow myself to play and have fun like I feel like I deserve after like 25 years of feeling like I'm putting like the right things as my priorities to like actually make time to like be friendly and meet people and dance and like have fun and watch movies and have girls nights and all those things that I feel like not that I never had those things but I think those were never things that I made time for or thought were like the important parts of life. And so that feels kind of inner childy because it is kind of letting that like Leo inner child come out and play. And then I also feel like um, we all have our North North node there too. Yeah. I feel like there was a, a stepping into like kind of figuring out more of my purpose and like all the kinds of things that I want to do and stepping into the light and letting myself shine and like, I shared like tarot reflections to like a very like smaller group, my close friends on Instagram, but I, I just starting to put myself out there and my like interests more out there and be more open about sides of myself that I felt like I didn't deserve to like share or I didn't feel good enough to share, which like, of course, like chart ruler Virgo, I feel like to feel good enough to share anything is really hard. <laughs> I could always be a little more prepared. I could always be a little more perfect at it. Um, so I feel like that was a nice like moment of being like, I'm just going to do it scared. <laughs> do it scared. Yeah. So yeah, that's how it's it's been for me. Um, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, Leo is so fun. Leo is so fun. Um, it's in my 10th house and I feel that like I know we talked a little bit outside of this about music and I think all of us have sort of this like there's a child like draw to music that I think perhaps I could even make like a grand statement that like all children get mu music is it's it's a, it's us it's like it's the spirit talking it's the yeah so there's this deep connection to music definitely has been going on this week for me in a way where like, yeah, growing up, I sang a lot. I was a singer first before I wanted to act and wanted to do all these things. And then I had some hard times with my voice and just like things weren't falling into place in a way that they used to. And so I moved away from that, but just recently, even the past week during this sort of full moon in Leo time, this go round, I've really been not only feeling called back into music, just like kind of for the fun of it, but in order to build confidence in my voice. So there's this like, it's like bringing me in this sort of fun heart centered thing, like singing, like in the car and just being like, da -da 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 -da, it feels good again. And then that inspiring me to just like speak up a little bit and just, and trust my breath and trust myself more as I 
just started a new job and I feel that I'm like starting to really get excited about looking for new acting agents and doing all of these very like forward presenting sort of like performing self things. And so, yeah, and I, it's fun. I mean, it's always so just fun to have these conversations because I think until this particular moment, I didn't realize how much that is true, but I, I just came from this song circle um, with, with, if not now LA calling for ceasefire now. And it was people singing together in an effort to change something, but also hold each other. And yeah, I've just been feeling for so many years, honestly, so tired, so not excited to share my voice. And it's just time. It's just time. I've also been thinking a lot about the movie Poor Things with Emma Stone a lot and how, I don't know, I just, let me collect this thought. I don't even know exactly what this thought is, but I just feel like it's been really recently that I've started to just become really clear what, what I want, what I want with my calling of life. So yeah, there's a lot of energy in me, right? Even right now, I'm like sweating. I'm like actually sweating a lot. I'm like really red. Um, it was also very warm here today, which kind of was crazy for me coming from many Chicago winters now in like a 70 degree January day. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yes, that was so, I can see the the Leo shine like radiating off of Abby right now. She's like glowing. <laughs> um, yeah, and just everything you were saying about Right, music and movies and play and like something that I have been thinking about a lot recently is like and this is also so Pluto and Aquarius but like really I think it finally clicked for me what people were always saying when they were like life is a theater life is a video game like we are just playing um and obviously I think there are levels to that but um just the ability to like kind of step back into a place of um wanting to play and play different games and play in a different way and play different characters and parts of myself just in my day-to-day -day existence um and the the way that like music is so integral to that like just I know I know that everyone has shared the experience of like being in a car with your family for like hours on end and you've got your own headphones plugged in and you're listening to your melodramatic song and you're looking out the window like you're in a music video like that's it that's an integral human experience um and I think that in those moments we're like dramatizing our own lives because it's fun like yeah. even if we're feeling something hard like it's really yes. fun to just play and um yeah I think that just like so much of what you were saying Abby about like finding your voice and 
sort of figuring out your purpose and being okay with radiating and shining and similarly what you were saying Valen like stepping up into those leadership positions and like stepping out of this like what I've been prioritizing and taught to prioritize for so long like um and like the way that you've had to sort of sacrifice that pleasure and play for a sense of safety the way we shut ourselves down so that we can achieve a sense of safety so that we can play but we never there's never going to be uh, there aren't enough things within our control to make us feel safe enough to play without just a little bit of that like do it scared energy risk yes right so I think that like so much of all of this that's coming up for me at least is around like cultivating a sense of safety within just my own body like within the circumstances that I can inhabit and be inside of and like listen to and to feel that sense of safety so that I can play and that playing making me feel more safe in the world does that make sense Yes, that's making me think about how like Leo energy to me, I do think in in a different way than like an Aries sort of fire energy has a sort like there's a bit of a like a foundational like it's not as hot headed, I think, is maybe what I'm saying. Like there's a very like what's the word I'm looking for? Very even keeledness to it. So it's like there's a foundation and then you can play with within it, but there is a little bit of like a required um, reality check. Like, are we safe? Are we good? How is the body? Do we feel grounded? Because if we don't, then then playing, it's like you have to take care of those needs. You have to get get that. And it's like, yeah, that lion, like the pack, making sure the pack is taken care of. And then the pack of your body, the pack of your people, like whatever it is. And then like, let's have a good time because let's go or whatever. Yeah. That, that just made me think of that. Uh, that really resonates Belle. Cause I, I have Leo in the fifth house. So it's uh, like literally all about, I think, play and pleasure for me. Uh, absolutely. Um, and like, I feel like I've been having a moment, which you guys know about, of just like finally letting myself feel what my body wants, what it desires, what feels good in my body, like in a way that I, it's making me be like, wow, I didn't realize how much I was taking that like Aquarian dissociation all the time because like now that I'm finally like being in my body, there are moments when it's like amazing and I feel like so there with it and love that I'm feeling every aspect of it in moments where it's just terrifying to like like build that connection again and like it's interesting because the the tarot card for Leo um is the strength card which is the woman kind of holding the lion's mouth Mm -hmm. um and like it's almost like it's like trying to like control it and channel it but also maybe open its mouth too and there's like a balance between like 
letting it be carnal, letting that, that wild side of you exist, letting it open its mouth and roar, but also not letting it like eat you and like be all that it is. And I think like, it's interesting being a person where I felt like I was actually controlling it so much for the rest of my life to not feel scared to let it eat me is like, I think the challenge that I've been experiencing lately. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like we're all having that similar moment of finally kind of tuning back in and grounding down into the body, which is, I'm really grateful for because we can then like reflect with each other and I don't feel as like alone in that experience, which I think with any other group of people would be so hard to articulate, um, you know, and express what I'm going through. Cause it's like, I feel like not everyone would be like, yeah, I just feel like I'm letting the desire course through me and it's like scaring me and I feel in touch with like the energies and they'd be like, girl, what? <laughs> and we're like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Me and too if today. Listen, if we continue on and you listen to this podcast for long enough, you will be right there with us. I yeah. promise you. Well, I'm bound. That's the, the self-trust, the little self-trust card. Yeah. Oh, that is so like, wait, can I actually trust my body to like go there and then I'll be, I'll still be okay. I'll still be able to come back. That's something I feel like even in my like acting exploration, it's like, wait, so I could go all the way there. I could like lose it, you know, be a little puddle on the floor and and I'd still be okay. And not only just in my acting work, but also in my life. Like I can, I, I have a, a beloved friend who I know, like she keeps telling me, she's like, I know I need to cry. I know I need to cry, but I'm just so scared. Like, I'm just so scared to cry. And it's like, that is so like, it's like, yes. And though after the cry, like we all know what it feels like to have a good cry. Like that's so awesome, but it is so scary to lose that sort of control you don't know how fast the tears are going to flow you don't know how long it's going to go on the ache the pain and so to trust yourself that you'll get through it you won't die you won't explode like you there is another side to it to the pain to whatever the moment is like that oh, just takes such a tremendous amount of self-trust yeah yeah and I think that there's something to be taken from like leo like the sun ruling leo sense that like <laughs> and relating it to like the inner child and the play of it all like it's really that space within us reflected outside in our solar system that everything orbits around it mm. like the sun doesn't need anyone else's light it doesn't it's its own source of power like it's not conditional on anything else and it sort of is like it's the centralizing factor everything else is like being rotating around it so that that light can get translated into different parts of our existences mm. and I think that that is where, like, right, the sun, like, trusts itself to stay yeah. in the sky, stay burning, like, it, and we trust the sun to come back in the sky and keep, like, never once have I personally, had, like, woke up with the thought 
that like the sun was not gonna be that the sun was not there or like there's never been a distrust in that for me at least and I think that at the core at that centralizing factor right is our need to just express give out that light of human emotions and like they're not always the fun sparkly bright ones sometimes like you were saying abby they're like the i need to cry i just know i need to cry but that fear that contraction around not feeling safe keeps us from playing in that and Val and what you're saying about this like cultivating trust in your body to let the desires run through it I think that I don't know I think about that as a form of play in a sense like I trust myself enough to play with this desire or this like feeling or I trust myself enough to sit here and just sob and like that my body can handle it that my mind can handle it um yeah I think that's that's huge and that's huge inner child reclamation too because like I think when we there's something about children that's just so trusting right Mm -hmm. like they're just kind of like doing their thing because before all the social conditioning washes upon them like they're not they're not worried about like doing anything besides emoting and playing and creating like yeah anyways that's my kid and I think it was you Isabel I think who told or said this about the sun being further away like it is although it's the same size as the moon in our sky because of this incredible coincidence I think not um (laughs) of the sun being so much bigger than the moon but the perfect you know fractional distance whatever that it really was helpful to me when thinking about the sun it's like yes we orbit around it and it's also like kind of far away there's the, the grandfather's sun there's this like I don't know, there's this very old something to it. Whereas then the moon being in Leo, the moon is like the closest we've got besides being on the earth itself, is like the moon is, is. Uh, there's actually no point to this thought. It was more being like, yeah, the sun is far and the moon is close and moon and Leo and the sun and just connecting those, the distance and that kind of like, I don't know, it's just amazing to me, I guess. No, that was such a huge thought. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, it was big for me, yeah. Literally, yes. And when the, like, the moon is always translating and transmitting the light of the sun down to us humans in, like, a more bearable way, right? Um, A more fluctuating way because it rotates faster around the sun. Like, our emotions rotate faster. Our inner lives are constantly like moving like that um and like you can't stare straight into the sun because it would blind you you need something to (laughs) translate that light yeah you just said like the when the moon is in leo it's like 
absorbing and translating all that Leo light that's out there at its like brightest form of reflection. I'm not wording this correctly, but like, yes. I totally understand what you're saying. And I think it's a really important thought. And it's allowing it to nourish us. Like it's like giving, it's translating it into the cell, the moon, the self, the sort of like really close to us. Yeah. Allowing the photosynthesis can like really occur when it's, when it's in relationship like that versus when it's just the blazing sun, it's like, well, we're going to burn. But when yeah. we have the moon there, it allows it to translate into the body in a certain way. But in that, and that makes a full moon in Leo, especially such an invitation to step into that feeling. I feel like um, that's so interesting. I, I need thinking about I, it's so I love astrology because like, Anytime you're mulling over something or trying to make sense of something, you can always come back to the literal observations we are making about the planets, like literal facts of just like, we see them the same size. The moon is reflecting light of the sun. Like this is just, this is purely like factual. Believe in astrology. Don't believe in astrology. Like this is like what happens and how much symbolism and like actual like lived experience is in just a simple observation of the world around us is just so beautiful. Okay. Yeah. That's some holy shit right there. That's a cosmic <laughs> dump, okay? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh, Wonderful. Yes. Yeah, and the sun in Leo too, like, I mean, the moon is in Leo, but the, the activation of that Leo energy is so... I don't know. I have my son in Scorpio in the eighth house. So like my son is kind of like, we'll, we'll shine, but we'll shine inside. Like, and like, maybe you'll get to see my shine. I don't know. Like, I, it's like very, just like, I feel like there's a, Scorpio always has this like hesitation, this like distrust inherently, like kind of in it that it's interesting then you pull trust self-trust and it's like well yeah I guess that is what Leo is trying to like teach me is like oh no you can trust and I know you have this layer of just like uh, like self-protection kind of lifted up like the sun is shining whether you're covering it or not like and that's okay and that's just the nature of it yes yep hmm. yeah yeah my my natal moon is in leo but it's in the 12th house so similarly this experience of like i feel a very like emotional physical mental like every part of me is very like desperate to be seen and loved and admired and like all of those leo things but at the same time, there's a very, there's a privacy to it where it's like, I want to be able to control how much sunlight I'm giving and what type of light it is, um, which is so Virgo rising too. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, which parts of me you're going to see. Um, <laughs> but you saying that made me realize that I think so much of what this full moon has been about for me is that 12th, like thinking about like 
the subconscious and the mind and like kind of just figuring out a how to stop thinking so much about being happy like girl sometimes that's the issue and then be like from that finding creative like finding what avenues of creativity within the realm of like thinking about the subconscious feel like pleasurable and playful to me and like not scary like mm. yeah I don't know ladies are fixed are fixed no, ladies ladies <laughs> Oh my god. And we've been going through it for the past couple of years. Yeah, that's true. Do so, you have any natal placements in Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius, or Leo? My thoughts, prayers, condolences. We're with my you. love, my good energy. You're gonna make it. <laughs> you will. You will. <sighs> Are there any of the other transits we want to talk about? Like we just had a big move for Pluto into Aquarius for a sec. There was also Venus into Capricorn, I think. I was thinking about the other day a little bit, just being curious about being like, because right, Pluto, I mean, the girl takes a long time to move. So the past 15 or so years, right, have been in Capricorn and so that's like a whole chapter of our lives I mean we're all in our mid-20s right now and so that was kind of like you know 10 years old-ish coming online like what's I guess I'm curious for y'all like the past 15 years sort of looking back into Capricorn knowing we're also going to go back into that era for just a couple months and then and then back into Aquarius, like, is there anything with your house or anything in particular that you're like, whoa? I feel like there's something there in, I feel like I, I what I was talking about before with like the Leo full moon, like inviting me to like enter in this new era of my life where I'm prioritizing play and stuff when Pluto was in Capricorn, which is my 10th house, opposing Cancer, which is like the home and my parents and stuff. And then obviously like squaring Aries Libra. There, There's something there with like how much I had to prioritize kind of the up and down of the Capricorn Cancer. I don't know like how a lot of the focus and intensity in my life was in the realms of like being at home my family taking care of that and also thinking about my career thinking about my public persona and my life purpose and really grounding into that and now I'm moving into Aquarius like I wonder how that's going to activate kind of in like the other cross which is more like Aquarius Leo Taurus Scorpio mm -hmm. um and how that might be inviting me to kind of like how maybe feeling released from the the past obligations like maybe there's a tie there I don't know it's not like a complete thought and I'm not sure how much that actually resonates but mm. yeah I don't know 
Abby, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I so mine Capricorn is in my third house. And I do feel that the past era of my life from the time, yeah, around like 10 or 11 has been really about figuring out like how to like third house, very like daily life things, communications. Like I started developing a yoga practice when I was like around 10 or 11, which has been a huge part of my life ever since then. Um, just like a daily routine of coming back to self that when I don't have it, it's like, I'm losing my mind. Um, that's just something that I, and I, I feel it changing a bit, not that I'm going to stop doing that, but that I don't, I might not need it for the same reasons that I did during the past like eras of my life. And I think, yeah, this like daily life energy in Capricorn is just, yeah, like I really need my rituals. I really needed my like every time I would change locations, every time I would move, it's like, how do I come back to myself? And those were in like the 24 hours of the day. Like, how do I mine that time? Um, which feels very Capricornian, like mining, kind of finding the richness in every moment. Um, and so then moving into this like Aquarius fourth house moment, I'm curious about how the shift from like very needing to be very like me day-to-day -day centered into maybe a little bit more like, yeah, I mean, I'm curious about the home of it all, the family of it all. Um, yeah, I don't, honestly, there's, there's not a ton of knowing it was such a, it's such a huge span of time, but yeah, the evolution of my day-to-day -day life, I do think has now will be a cornerstone for the person that I bring along to the rest of my life is the past many, many years of evolving. Yeah. Daily practices and like a love for the day-to-day -day stuff. Yes. Yes. And I also love like the third house it's such like a... astrology has a lot of different like seemingly random assortments of what the third house <laughs> supposedly signifies yeah but hearing you talk I'm like in traditional astrology the third house is the um it's the joy of the moon um because it's about those daily communications those daily rituals in what we're like the things we do that connect us to our community and honor um, a larger spiritual practice almost. Yeah. Um, and hearing you talk about yoga mm -hmm. and moving the body and breathing and literally this like process of almost like losing and re-navigating all of the avenues you've had to go through for your voice for like yes communication yes. and yes. like as Pluto is moving into Aquarius I'm like I mean my hope for you is that like you're being freed from some of those like underworld mm -hmm. drags with that world of like communication like literal physical communication but also just like personal like needs I guess like 
this is what I need from my day-to-day life. This is what I want to engage with. And like, I don't know. I just, I really heard the third house for you coming through there. Definitely. And I'm thinking now about Pluto with, I love, I didn't know that about the moon being associated with the third house in that way, which is very body, very body centered to me. And Pluto then moving from Capricorn, like, so Pluto, the planet of like deep, like excavational kind of transformation, um, transmutation, moving for me from Capricorn into Aquarius over Uranus for me, like it's been, which I think you too, right? Valen has been kind of like toggling during this transition time over Uranus, which is kind of like, there's a lot of like, um, dreamy, like a little bit of not so much clarity sometimes during this transition, but Capricorn into Aquarius, I've never really thought about this, but Capricorn is so dense to me. Like there's such a like deepness and like a hardness to it, which is so powerful, but it's like not really moving. And then Aquarius is so light. It's like those 5G brainwaves, like, yeah, just such a lightness that I'm excited just hearing you say that, Isabel, to like feel into maybe a little bit more lightness with this journey that I'm on. I don't know. Yeah. Moving from earth to air in a way. That's so interesting. Yeah. And especially, I think also like moving from the earth, like the earthy nature of it being like physicalized in the body to air as like mental like undoing the mental patterns that are contributing to the physical reactions because I mean yes there is Capricorn is so like structured and dense because it's earthy right but it's also cardinal so it's like building something and then Aquarius is air so it's so light but it's fixed Fixed, and like I mean and I think I'm projecting my own like Pluto and Aquarius like what's it gonna be for me kind of things but like yeah I'm thinking about like personally it's going from my Capricorn fifth house to my Aquarius sixth house and I think the past 15 years I mean it's so hard we're 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 babies but like oh that's the time period in which I like started dancing and I fell in love with acting and I started like it was the time period where I like completely was like wait this is the product of my ambition is like creativity and like making art like that's what I want to do um I want to play for for my career um and like then I feel like Pluto and Aquarius at least for me in this moment is like conscious like effort to do a whole lot of neural rewiring so that those dreams, those fifth house Capricornian, I want a legacy of 
art dreams can actually not be so stagnant and fixed like my thought patterns don't have to be that way so that I can get that airy free flow and like yeah just but then with Saturn and Pisces it's like bro I don't know what's going on everything's <laughs> confusing yeah yeah we're in a big time period yeah we're, we're, our Saturn return is also incoming like there's that album yeah. that I sent you got did I send it did I send it maybe we can post it in the show notes this album yeah. <laughs> um there's the first song is Saturn returning is is the it's what it's called and it's been hitting so hard and I think there's just a it's a little bit like we're gearing up and we have time we have lots of time mm -hmm. we always have time but uh, yeah it's interesting it is coming eventually it'll come it will come yeah. I'm kind of excited for it oh yeah I don't okay. know I feel like it's gonna be my first house so I feel like I don't know there's potential there's potential for challenges of course but I think it's going to be I feel like it's gonna unlock a lot of my um any sense of like lack of self-confidence or lack mm -hmm. of like embodying the self fully like I feel like there's gonna be a challenge to that that will be really good for me mm -hmm. um and making sense of the self more I don't know we'll see we shall see in we'll see. Three, to, three to five years potentially it will unfold oh, yeah. it'll be <laughs> I mean because we're, we're all day charts aren't we yeah so we're day. not we're not gonna like it's not gonna be horrible so so <laughs> is not my my love to all the night chart folks out there but <laughs> i think i think i i pray that all of our saturn returns go swimmingly and smoothly yeah mm -hmm. um, but yeah i think we have some pretty good odds as day yeah. day chart homies of course then all our mars transits are like ah. the mars transits like lit literally almost have killed me every time <laughs> no that that is true like and when i say literally i don't mean For oh, literally i mean yeah. literally so yeah. at least we're being didn't win the lottery with that one like yeah. sliced a little bit every once in a while and not mm -hmm. like fucking like drowning underwater for <laughs> literally i'll like cut my thumb time. shopping things and be like oh my god thank you mars right <laughs> remind me to be careful with the be, like getting hit by a semi truck today <laughs> yes thank you thank you thank you <laughs> well are there any do we have any like little closing questions we want to ask each other we're coming up on like an hour-ish what are we thinking about now as we've reached kind of the climax of this moon cycle and leading up to our next new moon as we kind of like go into the decline of this arc? What are we thinking about for the rest of our time processing this full moon, what we want, what we were looking forward to manifesting in the new moon, how that's kind of translating kind of more, basically the same check-in question, but more kind of looking forward. Oh, sure. Yeah so the next 
New moon will be in Pisces, right? That's the next, am I right with that? I think so. Oh, the next new moon will be in Pisces. And then, oh. Wait, I have my calendar. Yes, yes, pull it out, pull it out. Oh, yeah, you're cool. You're cool. Almanac calendar. Is it from, it's honeycomb? Yeah, February, it's February 9th, a Friday, and it's going to be in. Oh, no, it's in Aquarius. Aquarius. So we have like one in Aquarius. Yeah, it's going to be Aquarius. Hmm. That's the next full moon or that's the new moon? New moon. Oh, new moon. Duh. Because it, it's always. With the sun. It's going to be the upper. The, opposite, yeah, opposite, yeah, the opposite one. Yes. Yeah. Um big brain energy it's so fun I love it I feel like no matter how long I, I study astrology I'm like I don't know anything yeah I'm like hey, I mean people bop um <laughs> it's infinite mm. yeah Aquarius huh I mean for me there is a lot of like I am really excited to integrate this Leo energy this full moon energy I think I already am in in many ways, and I think, yeah, I really, I I just do for context. I moved to Los Angeles from Chicago a few months ago, five months now. It's been five months. Isn't that wow. crazy? That's crazy. Wow. And I had a whole season before the holidays where I feel like I was really just getting the ground underneath me and all of that was happening. And then I went home for the holidays, and family is always so wonderful in some ways and then it just brings up so many things and so I felt very off balance and I just feel in the past week or so I'm balanced like there is a heart-centered confident balance even in the moments that I'm doing a lot of questioning of like oh wow I'm feeling really uncomfortable when I'm really tired instead of just being like wait I'm just tired let's go to sleep like what is that like there's all of these like little things that are still popping up of course but just a self-trust is really developing, I think, in this particular moment, at least, that I'm looking forward to continuing to come back to. And I guess, yeah, Aquarius, we were just talking about Aquarius being so like mind oriented. I also feel for more context, I've been through a really long period of like pretty intense insomnia and some like vocal healing things. And so much of that has had to do with yeah, like habitual mind tricks, mind tricks, Bell, Bell, talking about the mind trickster, Mercury. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of like, of solidification of how I want to be thinking that is, that is actually supporting me right now. That is loving. That is, is not the little brain worms that is like, okay, brain worms. I see you. Hey, Hey girlies, you're my friends in, in a capacity, I guess but also like move aside, let me really do what I need to do while acknowledging that you're here. It's cool, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, Aquarius, new moon. I'm excited to like integrate this into the, the the thought patterns and sort of changing some of the more negative habitual cycles of thought into something more positive, which I feel like I've been working on for a while now, but is, I think it's the, the feedback loops are are starting, the, po the positive feedback loops are really starting to take form and shape. And I think this provides an opportunity to really lean into that. 
So practically, I don't really know what that looks like. I think that maybe looks like really engaging in some more of the, I've been starting to write a little bit more in the morning um, about dreams that I'm having at nighttime, really just tr trusting the smooth brain of it all that, you know, it's, it's time to put it away, all of the thoughts and yeah, continuing to explore my movement practice always um, and sharing with, with my also new communities that I'm building here in LA. Yeah. What about yeah. you or Belle? Um, I feel like coming off of this Leo moment and then transitioning into this like Aquarian moment, I think it's harnessing the power of myself and of my individuality and how I shine and how that can be felt and honored in the everyday and in my emotional experience in order to then show up in a wider community, right? I have Aquarius in my 11th house, show up in the wider community in a way that is more grounded and that doesn't get so lost in everyone else. So like still being able to then go into that Aquarian mindset of thinking of the whole and thinking of things outside of things and being able to connect with others and build my network, but not going into it so grounded in myself that I don't lose that or question that along the way. I feel like it's something that I'm thinking about. I I've been pulling a lot lately, the two of swords, which Ooh. I've just been like reflecting on as like such a, to me lately, it's been feeling like a big, I don't know. We've been also each other talking about Leo and Aquarius a lot. So I think then that goes into my tarot work of like, that feels like a card that feels like so much like the toggle because it is swords. It is air. It is going into the mind, but it's, it's going inward in order to then connect with the bigger picture at the same time. Like there is like a place where you go deep enough in that I feel like then you're able to go out while going in. So I feel like that's kind of the toggle that I want to like play around with, like leading with the Leo energy and then seeing how it can still be sustained and live even as I step into like Aquarian moment and this Aquarian age that we're having and how much like that house is going to be activated for me um, because of Pluto, like making sure that's grounded in that. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I think for me, I'm honestly trying to integrate, like just giving less of a fuck. Mm. <laughs> and, like, really having fun playing with the shape of my reality like and just letting my brain go to far out places that bring me joy and feel sparky and like fun for me and um kind of like what you were saying Abby we've been talking about like the the way that like so many of the thoughts that we often get attached to and like spiral with are just tricks like they're literally just like things floating across our 
consciousness, right. right? That like our patterning wants to latch onto to like bring us into a state of like nervous system activation because honestly in the like collapsing capitalism that we live under like hyper nervous system activation is like the standard like it's I think it's often what our bodies are really used to and even if it doesn't feel safe it feels very familiar and so something I'm noticing recently is that especially with this new moon like or sorry with the full moon leading into this next new moon is that like figuring out which thoughts are the ones that I want to actually coalesce my identity around my Leo shine around um and then letting the other ones be funny little tricks that like I don't have to attach to that I don't have to pull myself into like super high energy nervous system dysregulation with um like noticing that that sense of panic and anxiety that can come up a is just a trauma response what's like I'm being triggered but the situation and the urgency and the danger I feel is not real Mm -hmm. it's a trick it's an illusion and that those things may feel familiar but they don't feel like me they don't feel like that core central leo self that i want to be um oh. and yeah it, it just now and kind of like what you were saying like rooting down into your true individuality so that you can then expand outward from a place of true radiance true trust in self true sense of play um yeah and just doing that for me at least right now by like noticing what really activates my nervous system that like is just completely not necessary in the moment and like it's not something that I actually identify with and like doesn't feel trusting and true to me yeah and to my sweet inner inner child yes yeah, oh, yeah. I feel like it's like making that fire strong enough so that the air doesn't blow it out yes yes like so that the fire the flame is just kind of mm-hmm. mm-hmm. flown with it Dancing. yeah mm-hmm. for the listeners I did like a little dance yeah and it was really cute it was awesome it was super cute <laughs> yes so if you've listened this far, we love you. Go yes. out, yes. listen to your favorite childhood album or read your favorite <laughs> childhood fantasy book. Yes. Go dance with your friends. Yes, please. Or dance with yourself. No. Look in the mirror. And, yeah, there and play, play, play. Yes, play, 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 play. Go like roll around on the floor. It sounds silly, but it's so fun. <laughs> it's the best ever. Oh, we love you. Much love. Thank you for listening. Mwah. Sisters out.